I've covered seven really emerging trends that brands need to be conscious of in their future planning. What's emerging is a far more complex path to purchase for brands, and they need to be very conscious of the other stakeholders that are influencing mum's purchase decisions, namely kids, dads, and grandmas. Hello, and welcome to Marketing to Mums, the podcast, the show which helps marketers, business leaders, and entrepreneurs sell more effectively to the world's most powerful consumer, mums. Each fortnight, we bring you a deep diving interview with a marketing specialist from around the globe who can help you gain insights about this influential consumer. Let's hear from our host, Katrina McCarter. Hello and welcome to Marketing to Mums, the podcast. Today, we have now had about 16 or 17 episodes run so far on the program, and I thought that it would be a great opportunity for me to come online and talk about some of the specific trends that I'm seeing in the marketplace that are working really effectively for brands that are wanting to attract more mums to their business. So today, we are going to do just that. I am going to talk about the seven major mum trends that will boost your business and your brand. So let us kick things off. Number one, the power of testimonials. I really started to understand the real power of testimonials back in 2016. And that's when I actually did a research project as part of Marketing to Mums. And we went out to more than 1,800 Australian mums and asked them what influences them most when making a purchase. Now, I actually thought that it would be a mum to mum recommendation. But what we found was the power of a testimonial, be that written or be that on video, was more influential than a mum-to-mum recommendation. Now, I have recently undertaken research of 656 Australian mums in 2019, just to check if that is still the same. And I wasn't surprised to see yet again the power of testimonials testimonials ranked again in the number one position as having the greatest influence over mum's spending. So I think it's incredibly important that every brand has a very strong testimonial strategy. Certainly with my own clients, we don't send out anything unless it's got a testimonial on it, if it's a marketing communication. So I think that my message to you as marketers is be really, really conscious of the influence that testimonials have. And it's really important for you to make sure that you are making your testimonials about your brand very accessible to prospective and existing mum customers. Certainly a number of my clients would put them out on their social media at least once or twice a week. So yes, big trend, testimonials will influence sales directly. The second major trend that I'm wanting to talk about is just how much mums are valuing convenience and time. They value this at a premium and it's something that you need to be really conscious of as a brand. Look, we find that as the demands and expectations of mums increase, so does the way that they value 
convenience and time. And it's why we are seeing such increases in things like meal kit delivery services. But I think in order to really have success here, it's so important that you understand her moments of her day so you know how you can deliver convenience to her at the right time. So mapping out your customer journey is incredibly important if you're going to be successful. Now, the third trend that I'm wanting to talk about is mums supporting other female-led owned businesses. Now, we are seeing here in Australia, women are entering business at almost three times the rate of men. And that's been the case for more than a decade now in in Australia. And what we are seeing is that mums buying patterns are now stretching far more into other categories that weren't traditionally considered where the female customer was not really considered. What I want to say is that we are now seeing where mums who own businesses want to support other mums in business and they will consciously buy or seek out mum-owned businesses to make their purchases. So this is something to be really, really mindful of. We're even seeing directories that have been set up, both here in Australia, we've got Fem Economy, and in the US where they've got purse power, they actually require businesses to have a 30% representation of women on the board or be 50% female owned to be listed on their directories. And a lot of women and mothers, uh, including mothers, are now going on to these directories to actually decide which insurance company they will go with, you know, where they'll buy their apparel. They're being far more conscious in their purchasing decisions now. And I wanted to read just a couple of quotes that I got from mothers when I went out and did some research. One of them said, I am absolutely passionate about buying from women who are creating a business for themselves and their families. And if I can get what I want from a girlfriend's business or a lady startup, then I will every single time over a big faceless company. And here's another one. I have so much admiration for women putting themselves out there taking a risk to build their future. It takes hard work and determination. If I can help support women in their business, I would rather see my money go to help them in their journey. So this is, I guess, presents a challenge for some brands. And we've seen India, a business in India, really tackle this quite interestingly. So First Cry, one of the big players in the baby space in India, is really tapping into this growing trend of mums wanting to support the business ventures by other mothers. And they have more than 150 stores with, I think, planned launches for another 100 stores and and 300 pop-up stores over the coming 12 months. They're very strong online. They've got a Facebook community of more than 2 million mothers. And I think they've got more than 7.5 million registered website users. So we're talking about a very big player with some really solid reach. And what they've done is that they've established a specific section on their website that's dedicated to supporting mumpreneur brands. And it's a really unique way for a large brand to tap into this growing trend. And I thought it was really, really interesting. And I wanted to share that with you.
Before we continue with the podcast episode, I want to tell you about our podcast sponsor, Cooperate. Cooperate is a powerful marketing technology platform that allows marketers to visualize your brand's customer journey, deliver great content at each stage of that journey, and see how it all performs, all managed from one centralized location. Cooperate has been built by marketers for marketers. I've actually had the opportunity to see the platform in action and I genuinely think it's worth taking a look at if you're a marketer managing large brands which want to attract more mums. Now let's head back to the podcast. The fourth trend that we're seeing is the real rise in audio, or what I say is audio is making waves in 2019. We are seeing a huge rise in the popularity of podcasts, particularly amongst mums and particularly mums in business. Mums who are very experienced multitaskers, they really enjoy listening to podcasts whilst they're in the car or whilst exercising or commuting to and from work or cooking or doing the laundry or doing the sport runs whenever they can get a moment. So they really like the convenience of it. And in one of my prior podcasts that you might have heard from me speaking with Melissa de Césaire from Edison Research, she actually shared some of the insights from the 2019 Mums and Media study. And that found that 56% of US mothers have listened to a podcast. And this is, you know, a great interest interest to me. Here in Australia, uh, in our survey of, as I said, 656 mothers that we did earlier this year, we found that 40% of Australian mothers had listened to a podcast in the past month alone. So really, really quite a growing number of mothers are, are actively engaged in podcasts. They really love the intimacy of podcasts. They find them really real and relatable and, and personal. I spoke with Business Addicts podcaster Lauren Bartley some time ago, and we were actually talking about just mum's love of podcasts. And I asked Lauren, you know, which ones are this? Is there a particular genre that you find mums are listening to more? And Lauren, in line with with my views, is that we're seeing mums engage in a wide variety of genres. So whether it's general knowledge, whether it's parenting, spirituality, health, or comedy or self-development or crime. It's as diverse as mums are. Their interests are just as diverse as they are. And it's something that I think we need to be really conscious of is how can you uh, engage audio, specifically podcasts for your brand? You know, you could potentially appear as a guest on a podcast. You could actually have your own podcast or even you could sponsor a podcast. Just talking about being a, you know, creating your own podcast here in Australia, we've seen an excellent example of a brand getting involved in podcasting. And that was Westpac, one of the big four Australian banks, very big brand. They successfully launched a podcast for pregnant women called Hello Bump. And it was hosted by uh, Rebecca Judd and Monique Bowley, Bowley, sorry. And it takes listeners through the pregnancy journey month by month. And we hear from Beck Judd, who's a television presenter and I believe a mum of four, answer kind of all those questions which nobody tells you about. And the podcast really promotes the bank's Hello Bump initiative. 
where they deposited $200 into a bump saver account for newborns, uh, which is accessible when the child turns 16. Now, the Hello Bump podcast has had over 1 million downloads since launching, and it was actually awarded the best branded podcast at the Australian Podcast Awards in 2018. It's been so successful that Westpac have now launched the Split podcast, which is helping women navigate separation and divorce. So that's a really good example of how a brand can tap into this growing trend of mums engaging in podcasts. The fifth trend that I want to talk about is diversity. Now, diversity is increasingly seen as an expectation of parents globally. And I really hear a lot about diversity in the Marketing to Mums research projects that we undertake here in Australia. And the overall thing is they want to see less stereotyping and they want brands to be more inclusive of the changing family structure that now exists in our in our society. And I'd love to actually share just a couple of thoughts from mothers who have participated in our survey. Brands have the cookie-cutter mum look on every ad, but there are mums with coloured hair, tattoos or piercings. There are chronically ill mothers and mothers that are carers. Australia is a multicultural society and there is a lot of support for the gay community. This should be incorporated in some way. And here's another one. Mothers come in different sizes, races and ages. Often mothers are portrayed as young, white and slim. Often houses are shown as perfect, but that's not reality. I often feel that as an older mother with children from 5 to 24 that I'm not represented in the media. And I'll give you one more. Brands need to realise that there are so many different types of mums. In fact, sometimes daddy's mum as well. Mums that work, mums that don't, alternative lifestyles, not just the 1950s style perfect mum with the tray of muffins and the apron. So what we see is that the expectation of diversity has grown greater in the younger generations. And if you're not demonstrating diversity in your marketing communications with Gen Z mothers and with younger millennial mothers, then you're really risking your brand's credibility within these groups. Now, the sixth trend that I'm wanting to talk about is minimalism. I use a catchphrase here and I say minimalism is the new black. You know, mums are embracing minimalism as they're opting for more simpler, more meaningful lives. I heard last year from a respected global research firm, GFK, that they found that mums are feeling more stress than any other consumer group. Their stresses are largely around their weight, their health, their lack of sleep and the unwanted noise of advertising that fills their lives. Pretty significant, isn't it? Now, these stresses are really key drivers towards the minimalism movement. And this is really having some impact, I'm seeing, particularly on the clothing and the apparel brands. Um, and certainly since we've all seen um, decluttering expert uh, Marie Kondo launch the change, the life-changing magic of tidying up, followed by that the Netflix program earlier in 2019, we are seeing a greater number of mums actively choose to buy less 
particularly less clothing and shoes. I've written previously about a colleague of mine who has gone for a year without buying any new clothes. And it was all about borrowing. It was renting when you need it. It was about making use of what you have. And what with this, we've really seen the increase in people renting their clothes. So with women choosing to hire clothing and accessories, we've seen Rent the Runway, Front Row in Europe, Girl Meets Dress and her wardrobe. You know, they're really booming. And I don't see this trend slowing down. I think Gen Z are very high users of hiring, the sharing economy. And I think that we are going to see this spread across to far more other categories also. So that's my sixth trend that I'm seeing. Needing an energetic, dynamic speaker at your next conference or event? Katrina McCarter, your host of Marketing to Mums, the podcast, speaks around the globe on all aspects related to marketing effectively to mums. You can download her speaker kit at katrinamccarter.com or contact her directly on LinkedIn via her profile, Katrina McCarter. The seventh trend that I would like to talk about is the increasing role of dads, kids and grandmas in buying decisions. We are seeing a real shift in the way millennial parents parent, essentially. They are taking far more an egalitarian approach where kids say really counts. So what we're really seeing is this rise in the influence of children over some fairly significant purchases They are particularly influencing family travel, but also they're getting a say in, in, you know, houses, in, in some really big purchases decisions. Ultimately, that decision is still made predominantly by mum, but she will listen to the thoughts and views of her children also. I spoke with Michelle Porras. Now, Michelle is the Vice President at Smarty Pants, which is a leading youth and family research and consulting firm based in the US. Now, I have interviewed Michelle before on the show. And if you haven't heard that episode, I really encourage you to go back and do that. She shares her brand love study, which is just fantastic. But I spoke to Michelle about her view on this important shift in parenting and the growing Uh, influence of children. And, And this is what she had to say. More than ever, today's kids are strongly influencing parents' purchase decisions with their 24-7 access to unboxing videos, online shopping sites, Instagram posts and more. Kids have the latest and greatest new products at their fingertips and are eager to share their opinions with parents. And parents count on their kids' opinions for both kids' products and household and family purchases. So when buying something for their kids, parents would rather not waste money and they'd prefer to get exactly what their child wants. But even for household or family purchases, whether they're food, beverage, home electronics, entertainment or a vacation, parents often seek their children's input, recognising kids' valuable expertise as well as having 
and ultimate desire to make their kids happy. This is something that I'm really seeing becoming stronger and stronger, particularly, as I said, as the as the younger mums are coming through. So it's something to be really, really conscious of. The other thing we're seeing is obviously we're seeing parenting uh, change in the sense that mum and dad are entering parenthood on equal terms. So we're seeing the growing role of dad. So increasingly, we're starting to see some stay-at-home dads, which is, you know, very, very warmly received and they're buying a lot of general household goods. So they're certainly influencing purchases as well. And then we are seeing the growing role of grandma. Uh, she is really, really interesting. Grandmas are being and grand and grandfathers are being increasingly asked to shoulder some of the childcare for parents these days. We've generally got both parents going back to work. There's a lot of stresses on, and to keep costs down in the family they're asking their parents, the grandparents, to help out. Now, this predominantly falls on grandma is what all the research is showing. So grandma is starting to get really involved in purchase decisions uh, within the household, everyday purchase decisions that she wouldn't normally, whether that's picking up some nappies or toilet paper or something for dinner. What's emerging is a far more complex path to purchase for brands. And they need to be very conscious of the other stakeholders that are influencing mum's purchase purchase decisions, namely kids, dads, and grandmas. So listen, I've covered seven trends that I'm really seeing as uh, as really, really emerging trends that brands need to be really conscious of in their future planning. So just to summarize those seven, the first one was the power of testimonials. The second one was the convenience and time being valued at a premium by mums. The third one was mums supporting female-owned businesses. The fourth one is audio is making waves. The fifth one is diversity is an expectation. The sixth one is that minimalism is the new black. And the seventh one is the increasing role of dads, kids, and grandmas in the buying decision. So there's a lot in those trends, isn't there? There's a lot to really dissect. So I'd I'd suggest even listening to this one more time, perhaps share it with your marketing teams. But my challenge to you is to see how you can harness these trends and respond to them in your marketing strategy. You know, uh, it's certainly if, if you're to pick one right now that you can do immediate work on, I'd certainly have a look at how you can immediately set up your testimonial strategy if you don't have that in place yet. But I want you to really dissect each one of these seven and consider them within your marketing strategy. Now, listen, I hope you found that helpful. It's been great to uh, be on the Airways solo this time, but we will return to our guests again in our next episode in a fortnight's time. But can I thank you very much for listening to Marketing to Mums, the podcast. You've been listening to Marketing to Mums, the podcast the show which helps you drive sales and profit in your organization by developing a deeper understanding of the world's most powerful consumer, mums. If you have enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating and a review and tell us what your key takeaway was or who your favorite guest was and why. If you would like to get the show notes from today's episode or any of the links mentioned, all you need to do is head to marketingtomums.com.au forward slash podcast. 
don't forget to sign up to receive an email to let you know when the next episode is released. Thanks for listening. 